The wait is over. Over. Tell everyone you know. This is the key to your weekend. You're listening to Three Grams and a Mic podcast live from Australia. A new perspective on professional sports with your hosts, Cal, Axel, and Cotto. Click, listen, and enjoy. Good afternoon, I'm Graham Cotton and welcome to the Three Grahams and a Mic podcast. I'm joined by co-host Graham Kelly and Graham Foley. Guys, we are, going to, uh, we are recording today on AFL Grand Final Day and in honour of all those out there preparing for the AFL Grand Final today and the NRL tomorrow, we're going to dedicate the entire show, I thought, to everyone who has uh, been enduring the pandemic and uh, found some solace in watching these great sports. So welcome. Welcome, gentlemen. Looking forward to your expertise today. Hello, gentlemen. Hopefully, Kelly, you'll step up. We've had a couple of weeks break, so we're refreshed. Well, how have you guys spent your two weeks? Off. Mm. Axel? <laughs> I was uh, ripping out a swimming pool oh, with an excavator. Oh, yeah. I heard you were buying up land, too. The, the, the pool he was ripping out is 50 metres. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just his own. <laughs> He's replaced it with an indoor one, I heard. <laughs> I've, um, I've been busy. Mm-hmm. We were talking about Kerry's mad on investing, so we've been looking at investments flat out. I've been mm-hmm. looking across the world, doing exchange rates, but we're looking for something with consistent return and completely reliable. And amazingly, with all the research I've done, I keep leading back to the same place every time. We're buying shares in the bookmaker that Cotto bets with. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that consistency you're talking about was not my betting. <laughs> Guaranteed, every week you're picking up. The run sheet is not real strong for Cotto's And I was going to say, uh, I thought you were going to say Foster Place, but I was going to say, sure, you're going to look further than that. You bought it already. <laughs> so the AFL, since our last podcast, by the way, we've lost... West Coast, Essendon, Western Bulldogs, Collingwood, Brisbane and Port Adelaide from the competition. And we now have probably, oh, I don't know, arguably two of the greatest teams of the last decade, Richmond and Geelong, left to battle out the grand I'm final. Hawthorne. Hawthorne's in there, but it, you know, these are two of the, two of the greats. The last um, decade. Geelong's still probably, on premiership. Last decade. Probably the most consistent mm. out of the three sides that yeah, you yeah, there. Yeah. I think they've missed the eight. Once, yeah, no, that's, um, that's a fair comment. They've only won once, don't they? Yeah, 11. 11, so one won in nine. Nine and seven. seven. Yes. Mm. So it's been a while. Yeah, yeah but they've, yeah, they've had a knack of, of recruiting. They've stayed pretty consistent, haven't they? Yeah, they have. The people might argue that my assisted in getting Gary Senior home. Gary Junior. Junior. Okay. Gary Senior's coming back? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that, that's a big call. <laughs> that's next year, play next to um, Jeremy Cameron. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah I think Gary Junior had done his, his best, was probably past him by the time he came back to Geelong, mm. to be honest. Yeah. Um, and he, he, he'd done his time at, at the Gold Coast. Done his time? He squillion dollars a year. Yeah, but he was, he was the best player in the league for a long time with no success. When he went up there, that's so nice. interesting. So many brown, one of Brownlow. When, when you have a look at Brownlows, the lower teams or the teams without success dominate. You have a look. The Swans, so stand the Swans have won fourteen. Um, I think Bobby Skilton won three. Yeah. Um, you have a look. I, I was looking earlier at um, Clive Churchill's and I was comparing them to Brownlows, and it's the teams that don't perform well that dominate the Brownlows. There's normally a standout. Yeah, in the side. Plug a locket, I think, one night and killed him. with did. Uh, hardly won a game all season, yeah. but he was just a standout. Actually, some of the stuff during the week, I, uh, you know, North Melbourne are in a bit of disarray. I mean, Essendon are in disarray. Mm-hmm. There's lots of, you know, major change, like some of the, you know, but health issues yeah, involved. It's, it's never good when you see good season players wanting to leave the club. You know, Joe Daniel, who runs in the second mm. year in a row, Melbourne coach, it's, um, it's disappointing. So that was a mental Which, health issue, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And 
spark the concerns around you know the support for senior coaches and the pressure that's on them, particularly particularly when they're losing. It is part of the job, but not everyone not everyone's built for it. No, I agree, but not everyone's built to be a doctor either. Like, yeah, I can't do blood and guts. And also, so I don't, I don't go and become a doctor. I, I don't think <clears throat> you need a support net, but walking away from it because you can't do it should be something people just do. What what training is given in that side of it? I wonder. I don't know. Maybe not for this service. Maybe well, no. I mean. You can do lots of leadership type stuff, but at the end of the day, it comes to how you can communicate they and how you deal with, are you resilient? So there is resilience training. A lot of that, most of these guys have played in the big league. Some, not so many games, but most of them have. Not all. Chris Fagan didn't, but um, have a look how successful he's been. But most of them would have gone through a lot of that leadership training, the resilience, the mental awareness, all those sorts of things. So... And there's only really at the end of the, end of the, each year. There's probably only a couple of really successful coaches. The rest of them are at the wrap of the supporters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 it's on block. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I wonder, is the pandemic something to do with this as well? I mean, the, the, yeah, he's got the oh, Melbourne lockdown. The, the you know? hub, living yeah. in the hub. It could be de- detrimental. I don't know. You might have a young family. All those sort mm. of things. Yeah, you don't know what's happening behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're going to lose some senior players as well. I heard, well they, is it Brown? That's well, they Brown. Go, they that, draw a line through eleven of them, and then you've still got people like Higgins and um, talking about going to Chop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's their, probably the best player. Yeah. yeah. So Darren, um, look, looks like he could be on. Yeah. So they they uh, that maybe uh, could have attributed to Shawgar. Yeah. Yeah. These guys are going to be on the bottom for five years at least. Do I really want to hear it? Do I? Yeah. Yeah, because there'd be a lot of scrutiny. You go in next year and they lose the first five or six games. So wasn't that long ago? The chop block anyway. Yes, yeah, Aiden Caulfield. Aiden Caulfield. Uh, Aiden Caulfield. Coming from GWS oh, yeah, on the big bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't that long ago they were in financial strife, North Melbourne. I don't know where they are now. But you just, you know, your players leave and they're not winning. You know, this, they could be there for a long, long time. Yeah. They could get worse. They've, they've never been a financial... Strong club, no. never had a big supporter base. Um, yeah, they've had but some success over they have, in the had 70s, success late nineties. Yeah, with, with Kerry was there yeah, in the late nineties for sure. Barry Cable yeah. and Shimmelbush and those guys in the seventies. Yeah, big news just on TV: McLaughlin, Scott McLaughlin, will not return to supercars in twenty twenty one. That's so because he's, he's picked up Clarky's ex. <laughs> Kylie Clark, yeah, yeah. Right. So he'll be going out of the NASCARs, I'm assuming that'll be the next Some, thing. Or Indy, was it? Uh, Team Penske. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Which is, I, I have listened to him on, the, on a podcast and he said that that was always going to be the next step to go over to America. Hmm. Yeah, good on it. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. So, looking at the, uh, going back to Richmond and Geelong game, so some of the key matchups. Obviously, who's going to shut down Dustin Martin is always a question for every team. So who do you guys think? Or can they? Oh, I don't no. think he can. No, I agree. He is one of the best players I've seen for the last 15, 20 years, I reckon. He's yeah. up with Franklin and those guys. You, you, the, only, the only way I think you can play him is actually play um, offensive off him because he's going to get enough of the ball. He's going to move mm. forward. Uh, it's almost like... Uh, so you're going to make I, I him defend. The, the key yeah. to the game is, is, is Martin and Dangerfield. Mm. And you'd nearly say, right, head-to-head, whoever wins that battle, because it's going to be... The, neither, neither of them are going to play defensive. They're going to play attacking football. Um, someone needs to pick up both of them, obviously, when they go and play in the forward line. But when they're in the middle, I think it's going to So be will the conditions have something to do with this, though? It's a bit wet. wet weather. Mm. Uh, well, they'd be I able to attack so. like Richmond normally does. You know, it's pretty fluent. Yeah, I think the way Dustin Martin plays, he he doesn't defend when he's on the ball. He doesn't defend. He's because he's at a he's an attacking ball, and he'll just see ball, get ball, yeah. run to space, whatever. Because he reads the game so well, um, and that's really hard to defend against someone yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You've actually got to try and prevent the ball. It's the other guys, by clamping down the other guys, you can hopefully take Dusty out of the game. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah and the other and to, to, to take your point also though is to make him accountable at the other end if you can. Oh, that's what yeah. that's what you run off. That's him. why I think Amelia head to head and it's danger field. You know, he's damaging enough at, on the other on the other side uh, to get the ball out of the midfield and kick long into the forward line. Yeah, um, yeah, and to be able to go forward and kick goals as well. Yeah, I think that's whether they play like that. I don't know. Um, I don't think one person can if they're going to go a tagging role. I don't think one person can do it. I think you've got multiple people through hard playing on each other. Playing on each other, yeah. And I think the, the key to the game is probably that battle, to be honest. And yes, there's some keys at the other end of the ground um, with the two Toms. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, and we only had a look at the, the uh, betting before for the uh, Norm Smith, and that's why those guys are at the, they're mile in front of the betting and betting else. They're the obvious choice, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because they were like we spoke about before. They both drift forward and kick goals. Yeah. And there's not too many midfielders that are as damaging in the middle of the ground as those two, but the ability then to go forward and kick goals. Yeah, I reckon Martin Cheers by foot is just a bit better than Dangerfields. Yeah. Um, He's a bit more explosive too, I think. Yeah, Dangerfield has his moments. Space and get away from people. Yeah, but, um, it's predominantly he likes the big, long kick yeah, straight yeah, out yeah. of the ground. Whereas, Whereas Dusty, Dusty he's got that hit with a laser. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Statistically, they're very, very even. Very, very even. There's not too many standout stats. Um, so can the Cats cont- contain the Richmond midfield? That's probably the, one of the questions that might determine the game or the outcome. I think they're, they're pretty well balanced, to be honest. Um, the thing I like, I think if we wear the clock back probably a month, and I think on one of these podcasts, Carol actually backed the Cats for the flag and I think I probably backed the Tigers for the flag. So it was interesting because both of us, both, they've both got experience, they're both, yeah. they're both hard at it. If I look at, say, Selwood versus uh, uh, Cochin, oh, they're both pretty hard at the football. They've both got big key forwards yeah. and they've both got the X factor in... And solid defence as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah, so... Um, and what's the original one, three out of the last four, is that right? If they went to nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. sorry, yeah. So they two out of the last three. Yeah. So the midfield, I think, is pretty pretty evenly balanced, actually. Geelong have been playing quite well. Um, yeah, I think some of their... Uh, Both teams have had fade-outs over the last month or two as well, like games that you think, how did that happen? But um, you just you feel there's so much experience at both sides. Yeah. Guthrie's had a really good year, I think, for them. He's, he's been really good. Um, yeah, Selwood could be nearly his last tilted flag unless they're up there oh, next year. He's pretty important tonight. Yeah. I think he, he, I mean, he, he's on the, the... He's been a little bit busted in a couple of games lately. He's on the downward slope of his career, obviously. Mm, oh, yeah. um, well, it sounds like they're going to recruit pretty well. They might be back next year by the sounds of it. Cameron's been talked about. Yeah, Cameron Higgins. Um, but if, if Selwood can stand up and play that, he's normal mm-hmm. or... That, that standard we've known him for for so long, that will go a long way to helping Geelong, I reckon. Yeah, I, and Ablett, we predominantly play forward, but they were rolling through the midfield as well. And whether they, you know, it's, it's his last game. He's been one of the greatest players ever. Yeah. Um, I know, I get that. Whether it's he playing forward or in the midfield. Um, yeah, and can still kick them from outside. I was going to say, you want, well, yeah, you want X Factor. He, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's, he's he's Geelong, so you give Geelong a chance in the wet? Oh, I think so. I, I don't know whether their game style, it's, it's whether they can adapt their game style a bit. They like to um, they like to pinpoint passes and, mm. and, and chip it around a little bit and possess the football. That's the one yeah. thing they, they love to do. Yeah. Whereas Richmond's nearly the opposite. Their fast entry. Get get ball and go as quick as you can, and just and tie it down at the other end of the football, yeah. and just keep yeah. And they're yeah. in the middle of the ground. That's like pack mentality. Get behind the ball and keep pushing it forward, which works in the wet. So it'll be interesting to see. And down the forward, and if they don't score, they, they they just strangle the teams down there. Yeah. That's right. They lock yeah. it in there. Yeah. yeah, they've got great defensive pressure, and they play that chaos footy that really the dogs introduced. In 2016, and it's been a dominant 
force in footy since then, I'd say not to the not that good for the aesthetics of the game, but yeah. um, it's whereas Geelong are they they they're not they're probably more like the Hawks were mid century where possess the ball, possess the ball. Look, look, bang. Yeah. You know. So I, I don't think the wet weather counts Geelong out of it because I think they're a they're a tough enough side because you need to be tough tough side in the wet. Um, because it's a lot of uh, ball on the ground, and you've got to get in, get get the hard ball. Yeah, they don't. That's, that's, that's what they don't. Yeah, and yeah. they've got you know, the experienced guys, mature guys, mature yeah. bodies. In fact, I think they thrive on that stuff. Getting it real dirty, you know, like they're a bit grubby at times. I find. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, they're talented. Oh, they're still talented, but they they can get grubby if they need to. Yeah. Well, I, I see on the they had the um, the covers down. Yeah, like just a minute, yeah. The covers on the wicked areas. So. Yeah, hopefully I haven't put a pitch in. So it'll be interesting, it'll be interesting to <laughs> see when you have At the Gabba. Oh, no, that's, that, that's wrong. Well, well, you played at the X's so well, many times. The worst thing was on a wet day and you got stuck on the cricket pitch and yeah. it was slipping and sliding and mud boggy. But if the rain stops like five minutes before they come out, then you've got... Yeah, dry hard, and then wet. Hard, dry, wicked, and then you've got a boggy outfield. <laughs> so you start sprinting, and all of a sudden you're going, yeah, no, they should get out water. That'd be like the old-fashioned. Yeah. The MCG yeah, in the yeah. old days. Oh, God. So it'll be, yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to... So Kel, can Ablett win, uh, win the the medal? The normie? Oh, I, I reckon he can. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I reckon that 17 bucks, he is a real good show. And why, why, why amongst... All the other great players there, should he or will he win the award? I mean, there's a lot of guys who can win it, mm. no doubt. Abbott's still got the, the footy smarts, and I don't know if you remember, being a Hawthorne fan, obviously, 2015, Surrey only had 18 touches and won the Norm Smith medal by a mile because he had that extra, that magic. If Ablett turns it on for a quarter, kicks three goals, he, he could break the game open mm. and that will just it's it's possibly or a lot of people say the greatest player ever playing his last game that's going to weigh on judges minds I think um, but I think he's got the ability to kick three or four goals mm. yeah, he, particularly that... if they're, they're working over Tom, um, Tom Hawk and putting their energy in Dangerfield there's a chance he gets off the leash so are the quarters still short in quarters? Yes, same as what yeah. it has been all year. So um, will the wet weather help Ablett? Uh, maybe the ball will be on the ground a bit more and he's always been very clean. And, and, well, he's short. Well, <laughs> and, he's, and he's very strong through his yeah. hips and a bit like a Dustin Martin. Yeah. They're very strong once they get the ball, they're very hard to tap. So I suspect short quarters, wet ground, they're not going to score many points. It's going to be low scoring. I would suggest so. Yeah, the EPL has higher scores. Sets forwards or... So three or four goals. That's where Adler sits at the moment. Like, you can just see him, his ability to read the game, stand out the back and the ball's going to squirt through a pack and he's going to be standing there on his own. Yes, I think it'll be a small forwards game with key big guys at either end of the ground. So you guys haven't had the chance to prepare for this, but I'm going to spring this on you. So, Axel, you have to put the case up for Richmond to win. And Kel, after Axel, you've got to put the case up for Geelong to win. Are you ready? Doing that mm-hmm. you just because I'm holding <laughs> All right. I'll give you a little bit of help on the next page if you want, Axel. But... Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I don't need it. I, I think they've been uh, the best side all year, to yep. be honest. Um, so what makes them a standard? Ford Adelaide finished on top, but I think Richmond have always been the danger side that everyone looks out for. Why? Because um, their game style stacks up, wet or dry, I think. Mm. Um, and I think they're still hungry. Uh, but they seem to be still hungry. And that, that can always be the thing when you've won two or three flags, but I think they're hungry <laughs> enough. There's no two ways about it. In that. a short period of time. In a short period of time. Um, they've, they've definitely got the midfield. Um, Grimes is playing very well down back, so I think the... You know, the, the half-back line stacks up very well as, as well um, with, with Hooley. Um, and then the forward line, well, you know, they were lucky last year, I think, with uh, um, the Tom... Uh, what's Tom's last name? Lynch. 
Tom Lynch probably didn't play that well. Yep. But then Jack stood up. Um, Jack was very good. So he's they've got the five there up forward as well. So and then then your X Factor is the best is the best player in the game. Yeah. And that just I think gets them over the line. Wet weather as well and the way that they play. Um, it just probably puts the the ball in their court, to be honest. They've been playing a bit at the Gabba too. They beat Brisbane there last week. Yeah. Was Geelong lost? No, they, no, Richmond got beat by Brisbane. Oh, no, they had they to did. Go that's to right. They did too. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I had it asked about. Yeah. yeah. That's what happens when you have a couple of weeks off, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just think their game style stacks up. So, They're still hungry enough. They've got the, you know, they've got the best player in the game. So, um, yeah. so Richmond by how many? Oh, not much. But I would say two goals. Okay. And, well, and who wins the Clive... Oh, not the Clive Churchill, that's the wrong game. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Norm Smith medal, who wins it? Oh, that's a foregone conclusion, I think. So, yeah. Dusty Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Kel, this is your chance. You've heard it. Yeah. I, I think a, a few things are going to go right for Geelong to win. But if they do, they've got... They've got super experience in there. Um, when you look at the players, they've got Taylor, Selwood, um, Ablett, Dangerfield, Tomahawk. They've got plenty of experience on the big stage. You've got players who will be playing their last game. Ablett, Selwood's coming towards the end of his career. It could be um, his last shot, although with some of recruiting next year, they might have a few more shots. But... Um, I think Harry Taylor's given it away. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah, um, he's close to it. Yeah. So the scene set for a, a group of a players significant swan song great mm. for a long time to yeah, yeah. To, to ride off into the sunset um, with with one of Geelong's greatest victories. Geelong win this, it'll be a big win. I reckon they're, they're playing a, a, a white hot team, but I just think they've got the experience all around the ground to nullify and frustrate Richmond. They mm. and if they can do that, like any of these games where you're not the, the red hot favourite, if you can do that for long enough and then you've got the strike in your team in a danger yeah. field, in an Abbott, in a Lynch, in potentially a low scoring game, they they could So in some ways they're gonna make it a mental game in a way, don't they? I, I think that's the case. And I think most sports played above the shoulders. Yeah. Um, if Richmond get off to a fly, it'll be tough on them. But they stay in that game, I reckon you can just see third quarter, Tomahawk or, or Abbott or Dangerfield kicking two or three, and all of a sudden the doubt will be flowing through the Richmond minds. And the experience in Geelong will just go. And at that point, that's when they'll... So Geelong wins by how many? Four points. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be tight. Who wins the the medal? Oh, Dangerfield's a favourite for the no, ongoing. Your little man. Yeah. Ablett. Ablett Junior. Son of God. Gazer yeah. in the last game. Mm. The story that will be told forever and a day. Father and son. Yeah. So Richmond pay playing a dollar. 87 Geelong two dollars. So that and the line is one and a half. So <laughs> yeah, it's tight. You yeah. go, you definitely you not take, be betting your house on it. You take the line, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, so well, it depends on which house. You've got plenty. Of <laughs> the one with the hundred meter pool, or the one with the fifty meter pool, <laughs> or the one with the helicopter, or the helicopter, or the helicopter. He's ordered a, um, a yacht for the hundred meter pool. <laughs> Kelly. And that's just for the dog. That's just for the dog. Two houses I might have, and they've got three bedrooms. So it still doesn't match your eight bedroom house. Kel, uh, uh, have you got a quiz for us? I thought we might do a quiz in between the I, two codes. I did, um, I did have a bit of a look at it, and I thought um, I went AFL because they, they seem to pay a bit more reverence to their medals than. Um, than the NRL? Yeah, yeah, as, as you were saying earlier. Everyone knows the result of the NRLs. <laughs> in fact, I 
think the Dally M winner is getting announced next week for next year. <laughs> and they knew the, I remember they knew the coaches, uh, the coach yeah. of the year last year too. But yeah, it was yeah, a betting yeah, scandal. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's how did it happen again? It's crazy, oh, crazy bad. It's madness. All right, I've got a few, a few here. Um, what do these four players have in common? Andrew McLeod, Luke Hodge, Dustin Martin, and Gary Ayres. They've won Norm Smith medals. That's one thing, but that would be in common with a lot of other people. Not a lot of people, would it? Not a, a bunch of people. Norm has been around since 79, so mm. probably 30 odd. Mm. Andrew McLeod. Luke Hodge, Dustin Martin, and Gary Ayres. Uh, three of them played in the back line. <laughs> I don't know what. I'm going to, I have no idea. I'm just going to say they kicked four in a grand final. No. no. Four, four of them have won two norms. Oh, two. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. What are these guys at? Which time? Morris Rioli, Gary Ablett, as in senior, Nathan Buckley, and Chris Judd. Uh, one of them losing, so. Well done. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. What is unique about Andrew McLeod's Norm Smith medals? Both of them. Mm. What's unique about them? What's unique about the performance? It did, yes, consecutive. 97, 98. So they must have been flying then. What's unique about Paul Chapman's Normie? He's the only player to win it on a count back. He tied oh. with um, Jason Graham of St Gilda, but had more three votes. Ah, there you go. What's unique about Lenny Hayes, Normie? He's won an entire grand final. Well done. There's mm. only drawn grand final. North St Kilda and... Who was it? Collingwood. 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 Yeah. How yeah, did you forget that? Oh, I was trying to remember, but yeah. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> Out of the 40 years of Normie, how many times has a club won the Brownlow and the Normie? So it's been 40 years. Mm, have to be, what is it? Common. I'll say, no, I'll say four or five. Close, eight. Mm. How many times has the same player won it? Won a flag and won the... No, one of the Brownlow and the Normie. Uh, in the same year? Yes. No. Wrong. No, I'm going to say four. Wrong. Oh, oh, one. Dustin one. Dustin Martin. Dustin Martin. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. <clears throat> Most Normies by club. Just say, you want to look this up and see if Hawthorne was in it. It have to be one of the sides that's won the yeah. most flags. Yeah. It's Coles and Carlton, Essendon. Normie's only been going since 79. Oh, is it? <laughs> Carlton doesn't <Yeah>. think <laughs> no, it's, it's actually interesting. The Hawks have got eight. Eagles, five. Then on four, you've got the Blues, Essendon, the Cats, the Tigers. No, Pies. Pies. Everyone hates three. the Pies. Pies it's unfair. Three. Actually, while, while we're on this, I did, apart from researching and finding, finding that buying shares in your bookmakers <laughs> the best thing we could possibly do. Well, you know who the bookmakers are. I also stumbled across a sport that I reckon you would be interested in. Me personally? Yeah, I sounded just you to a team. Can you bet on it? He's still getting over the ferret. Thing. Yeah, I know. What was it? Yeah. Well, I'm still trying to find the ferret. Ferret leggy. Ferret <laughs> No, this is camel jumping. Oh, close <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, <that was> in <laughs> jumping. Yeah, it wasn't hard to call it. Camel jumping camel in Ferris. Yeah. Dangerous ground here. Camel, camel jumping. It is played professionally and amateurly by the Zaranit Desert Tribesmen in Yemen. The I'm ob- sure there is. The object is to clean jump a group of camel- camels lined up next to each other. Mm-hmm. No part of the body is about to touch the camel. The player gets a run-up and gets to leap off a dirt mound, a bit like, you know, a, like bolting, a bolting horse. Yeah. And the, 
winner is the one who clears the most camels. I can just see you doing this, Connor. Oh, yeah, it'd be like the white suit. You know, it'd be like Evil Knievel. I'll have the big white tight suit. You'd be good at it. I can just see you lining up, but the camels face the wrong way in your head. Bring some more camels in. Oh, hang on. Which way are they pointing? Are they side on or are they long ways? They're long ways. We're in trouble. So, yeah, the... The current world record for barefoot camel jumping is six camels held by Zaid Omar of Yemen. Yeah. Oh, I, I reckon, what happens if you get the fat camels in your life? Like, three camels might equal five somewhere else. Well, what if their humps are tall? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they might sit up higher. That's not fair. Yeah, you know, the only man to hump those, yeah, um, so there you go, Connor. I want to see you out, out practicing. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and jump over a couple of humps tonight and see how I go. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, when do you hope you're listening? I was going to say, what are you she'll pick me up after this. <laughs> and it's pouring down for the grand final, by the way. Uh, you, up and tell you. you do have to spare feet at home. She won't hear this until I publish it, so we'll be right. I don't think we've got a bed here. <laughs> uh, well. well, it's supposed to rain in Sydney tomorrow. Yeah, as well. As well. Not as much rain. Yeah, so, NRL. So, nice segue, Axel. Mm-hmm. Panthers are aiming for their first title since 2003. Uh, coming into this season finale on the back of a red-hot 17-game winning run. Um, it's only been replicated by those mongrel roosters back in 74. 74, 74. When they won 19. Yep. Hardy beats them, the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and this will be the Storm's fourth NRL grand final in the last five seasons, would you believe? They only won one of those. But they're led by their captain and competition's all-time games leader and points record holder in Cameron Smith. There'll be 40,000 people there at the game today. How many at the, the AFL? Anyone know? 30, 30, yeah. yeah right. Half, half, which is similar to the Venerals, half capacity. Yeah, yeah. So there's predicted rain as well, Axel, 17 degrees, um, zero chance, and wind of 37 kilometres an hour. So it's going to be a pretty miserable Ooh, day. That's not going to be mm. footy. No, I wouldn't thought so. Wouldn't have so it won't be a real fluent, no, um, that, that, wide, that's, but uh, kicking will be. So we were just mm. talking about Geelong being probably the most consistent side in the last 10 years. Melbourne has most of that. Oh, yeah, most definitely, yeah. They wouldn't have missed out on the final series for 10 years. I think they missed one you know, in 15 years, I think. It's like, it's a massive really? record. Yeah, wow. or one or two. Yeah. Do, do you count the ones when... I was about to say that they're the Gen Sarah. Yeah, yeah. That's you back a while ago now, isn't it? Well, a tip... GOI's time because he had to leave as a result. So, 2009. Okay. Yeah, roughly. Yeah. So, here's the thing, right? They've won the highest number of games in the NRL, winning 367 of 565. So, they have played and their winning percentage of 65.5%. So, so they're, they're consistent. first few years they entered, they, were, they won the second year. They won the second year. Yeah, Chris the Anderson coach. Lazarus still on hands. The brick with eyes. Mm, the, <laughs> Lazar. <laughs> oh, were you there? Yeah, it was the one when Monday didn't throw the pass and um, Jamie Ainsco took off. That was Smith's. 99. 99? Yeah, which is their second year. Oh, Similar excellent. time I went to. You were there then? Mm. My, Wendy and I went to Melbourne once to play. I watched the Dragons play Melbourne and um, Melbourne beat them 60 down. Uh, yeah. It was a similar year, but it was not the grand final. So. Um, yeah, so Panthers are a younger team. Uh, a lot of these, I think there's six or seven, have played in the same winning under-20 squad together in a GF. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah okay. So they've got uh, a, like a, a different chemistry. Uh, the Melbourne Storm are much more experienced and um, a little bit older and Cameron Smith at 37 he's leading the team around and potentially play his last game potentially more than likely you reckon? yeah no. I think so more more now than ever before I, I believe he'll probably pull the stumps you reckon? Probably it's all that or the Gold Coast the Gold Coast mm. with Mal mm. 
but I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll retire. He wouldn't go for anything else. Yeah. Sure. I'm pretty sure he'll retire. He mentioned his kids and stuff the other day on radio, so I think he's, he's gone. Because he hadn't mentioned that before. Um, well, maybe he did. Um, yeah, so you've got this fluent back line. Uh, you've got uh, Kikau. You've got Nathan Cleary. You've got the unpredictability of Luai. You've got Coruscant from yeah. Dummy Hard. Coruscant's a bloke I reckon can change it for. You've got Fisher Harris, who I like at the front row, and they moved him from the back row in the front row. You've also got Liam Martin on one, on the other edge. And you've got Yo playing out of the Yeah, at lock playing through, you know, through the middle and, and dominating. Uh, and then on the other side, you've got Melbourne, who you have Pappenhausen, the two wingers, uh, Benabalu and Addo Carr playing pretty well at the moment. Olam has been awesome for them. He's so Melbourne, Olam. Yeah. <laughs> Never heard of him before. No, Papua New Guinea. Some village yeah. in Papua New Guinea. Yeah. Give him to Craig Bellamy and he's a, a super one of the best players in the league. Did I hear that last game? The storm? Off to the dogs? He's, tro- he's got another year on his contract. He's trying to get to any other club. Any yeah. other club. Yeah. Yeah, but they want a deal in exchange. So mm. I think that's the holder. Yeah. He's been playing well. So he probably can't get that from the dogs. It's not much no. golfer. <laughs> Remus Smith might be a good swap that, for them. That's who they're talking about. Are they? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. If I was a dogs, I'd probably let him go. Yeah. And take out Oka. Take a risk. Back. Yeah. He'll bring a punch and a bit of a difference and point of attack for us. And if they can secure, say, Matt, but... I where are you getting all this money from? Talk about... We've got $3 million. Tom, dollars we haven't... Sombreros. You're well, paying Kyle Flanagan a million and a half a year. <laughs> they're not spending it very well. They're on the bottom. Well... The, Apparently the Roosters are paying half of that, so that's all right. Like Kyle Flanagan? Mm. No. Why not they yeah. keep any? Mm. Not enough room in the gap. Yeah, well, there's all sorts of rumours. Uh, I don't um, think it's about playing ability. Yeah, no, I don't either. And I don't know, I'm not privy to it, but I do remember seeing his dad, who was an assistant coach at St George at the time, make public comments about how he'd called Trent Robertson mm. after Roberts had dropped Flanagan during mm. the season. And at the time, I thought, oh, I don't know how that's going to go. I mean, you might be a premiership coach at Cronulla, yeah. but if you're coaching a team, you don't want no, well, was mum, t- mum or dad ringing up saying, no. why isn't little Billy playing? Yeah. That, he was still coaching the Dragons. Reason? I don't know, but... Yeah, yeah, he was exactly. still an assistant coach of the Dragons at this but stage. It, it's totally in, in a It's a shame because he's a good young half. Yeah. You he hasn't gone yet. And his goal kicker, which... Desperately, but um, the other thing was some talk about that when Robertson dropped him, he dropped him for a reason. Wanted him to see him running at the line more, and they saw no improvement. They've got young Sam Walker sitting in the the back blocks. Yeah, eighteen year old, eighteen year old, rumored to be the Ben Walker or Ben Walker's son. Yeah, the next big thing. Um, So at some point. They've got to make a decision, and mm. so it feels like there's probably a, a few things that are fed into it. There are also rumours that Mitch Pearce is coming back. Mitchell Pearce, you can't see that coming off. I don't know. It feels like the Roosters don't do this stuff without another plan, and it's like to me there's another name, a bigger name, maybe I don't know who it is, that is going to sign for the Roosters. He had a reason for Mitchell Pearce. Yeah. No? Not towards no, the end. Yeah, last year. He's done. Last, he, he's, last year his best days are behind him. Yeah. I, I, I think the Roosters have actually, they've got, um, they've just re-signed Kiri. The Tedesco deal is not done yet. Mm. They've got Crichton to deal with. It's apparently salary cap issues. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think, because um, yeah. there are a few upgrades, and the big one I couldn't follow was upgrading Rory Hargraves, who's been a warrior. But they've upgraded him for like another three years. <laughs> yeah. You'd be putting your extra money into Tedesco. Yeah, Tedesco. The most explosive player in the game. The younger guys are going to be there. It's too long for Hargraves, I reckon. Yeah, you've got some risk around Kiri and Cord, though. Yeah. Head knocks. I reckon they're they're banking on the South effect to get them out of trouble there. What's that mean? Medical retirement, (laughs) which will go straight (laughs) off the salary cap so you can replace... So who goes? If you lost a Cordner, if you lost a Kiri, or even... Potentially a Hargraves. <laughs> Do you notice there, there's been no talk of any injuries that he might be carrying or so forth? So when you 
because if you if you go into the contact yeah. with the injury, yes, you can't get medical. You can't have a previous one. That's right. So mm. yeah, could be on the cards. So Cotto. Yes, mate. Now you threw it to me and Curl about <laughs> uh, why Richmond and Geelong would win and why mm. you two are the uh, NRL experts. I'm going to throw it to you first. Why does Melbourne win? Yeah, I've got one answer. Jared Sutton. <laughs> really? They're not playing the Roosters. <laughs> no, no, honestly. Um, I think uh, why they would win it, they've got two better wingers to bring the ball out of their own half. Whereas, and if it is wet, the the Panthers wingers, even though they're um, Brian T- uh, Toho, yeah. Yeah. and Mansour, at, they're low to the ground. Can bring it out, but against Melbourne, the size and the quickness that they get up and trap those guys, I think that'll be a, a real struggle for them. Then on top of that, you have the goal and the, the experience of their key players directing the team around. Their spine's pretty good. You've got Smith, um, Munster in particular, and Pappenhausen. And this year, the halfback has played out of his skin. So... And they've got the forwards to match anybody. And I, I particularly like Bromwich on, on the left side of the ruck. With the, they've got a deadly left side, actually. They've got Munster, Bromwich, Olam, and Ado Carr. And Pappenhausen chiming in. It's pretty deadly. Jeez, last week against Canberra, didn't they just put them to the sword? Yep, and they attacked wow. one guy the whole game. And they slaughtered them. And they yeah. found that side. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I think they can win it. And if it's wet, I think it'll suit them. Canberra did fight back. They did. Yeah, and the Canberra, game was gone. Canberra weren't that good. Game was gone. They tra- yeah, you're right. And they travelled up there on the day. Did you know that? Correct. And they yeah, had yeah. to sleep on the floor because, like, you know, up there four hours before, they didn't yeah. have any accommodation. They had to sleep on the floor. Mm. Yeah. It's pretty good. All right, Kel. Panthers, why do they win? They've got. Or do you got, think Melbourne's going to win too? No, no. Well, <laughs> I reckon they're both, both games this weekend are going to be crackers. Yeah, I, I really hope so. Do. They could both be blowouts too, but you'd have to say I think they're both going to be close. And Penrith have got combinations that have sat there for five, six years, like you were talking about with mm. the, the under twenties. They've got Kikau coming back in, fresh. fresh yeah. So that's good. They've got a good kicking game with Cleary. I reckon Coruscant could be a real... He's the factor. Yeah, because you've got Luai and Cleary that they're going to have to watch because they can do it. If they slip off Coruscant for two seconds, he'll, um, he'll make you know, the... You can just see him doing a Luke Prittis in 2003 when he carved the roosters up from, yeah. from dummy half just because you're watching someone else. Um, yeah... I think they can. I, I just think that exuberance. Um, the longer the game goes, tight, the harder it'll be for Penrith to win. Because yeah. Melbourne have got the experience, the game management, the, all that. But you can, I could see the the Panthers getting a bit of a jump on them. There's a bit of the Tigers about the Panthers. Yeah, that, yeah. When they, remember that year they Benji Marshall yeah, flicked past and they won. Pat Richards. That, yeah, yeah, that that. It, it almost feels like that. It feels that, that same it, way. It, it just feels a bit like the Cats. I, I feel like the Panthers can win this. Uh, everyone's saying Melbourne. The, the odds are saying Melbourne. Uh, there. Um, uh, $1.67 Melbourne, $2.30. Yeah. That, that, if I was having a bet today, I, 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 I reckon I'd nearly be tempted to have, have a go at Penrith. You just ask Axel, they can't win anymore. <laughs> <laughs> on. Get on the Melbourne. <laughs> Ivan, don't call, please. Looking at the stats that you've sent through here, I mean, the Panthers lead nearly every stat in the competition, so mm. their year has been exceptional. Yeah. yeah. But you know what it's like when you get to a grand final? It's, it just it can overcome people. And look, it may not them, because they seem to have this swagger about them. They this believability in themselves that they tend to don't and except for last week I saw a, a bit of a, a suspicion that they might have been feeling it a bit you know but they say that game's harder than the grand final once you're in the it's, 
Because against the Roosters, they were up 18 nil. Should have went on with it. Yeah, and they it could be argued they should have lost it in the end. Um, so well, the Roosters had opportunities to to win it. Yeah, yeah. the crowd be a factor. There's forty thousand. I assume no forty of them would be in Melbourne. They're just out for their lives. No one, no one from Melbourne can travel up, so they've got no unless they're quarantined for fourteen days. But prior, so really? there'd be there wouldn't be many Melbourne supporters. Melbourne seemed to attract a lot of Kiwi. Do you know how many people live in Brisbane that are old Gold Coast that are from Victoria? Just about half of them. Is it? A lot lot of of Kiwis, too. I went back when T.R. Nickow and... um, Robbie Swain. Yes, Stephen Carney. All those guys came through the Melbourne, so... So who can buy a ticket? Like, how did they they obviously get allocated to the members of the club or the club get allocated? So the league grand final, anyone buys a ticket. So can they fly from Brisbane to New South Wales? Yeah, but you have to quarantine when you go. Quarantine on the way back. Yeah, that's right. If you win. Yeah. He's been on the grog for two weeks. Yeah, I think Penrith should have a good majority of the crowd, I would have thought. Yeah, that would be strong. So that's got to help. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, Yeah, and it could carry him across the line. Absolutely. I mean, it's a really hard one to actually um, determine who wins this, but I, I just think on experience that you'd... Just lean slightly to Melbourne. By how many? Ooh. It's, it's an interesting one. It could be a, like two point game. That's where I'm going. Two points. Kill. Panthers. 14. 14 points. Whoa. In the yeah. wet. If they win, they have to win by a big score, I reckon. You're right. Yeah. Jump them early. Yeah. So what, what are Panthers playing? To win by 14. Oh, by 14. Not 13 plus, I'm like 14. Bear with us while we look for this on online here, guys. No, too hard. Too hard. Well, guys, so to wrap, we're predicting around the room who to win the AFL. I'm going with Cats Panthers. Cats Panthers, so that. Even though my footy tip on on Melbourne. (laughs) (laughs) Axel? I'd like to see the Panthers win, I think. I think everyone would like to see the Panthers when mm-hmm. Melbourne's been up there too yeah. long. I think a lot of people would like to see Geelong win too. Um, for the same freedom. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Richard's been up so there. So is that who you're backing? No, I, I think the smart money's with the other two sides, <laughs> to be honest. So I'll be bar- I'll be barracking for Geelong and Penrith, but the smart money's on the other two sides. Mm. Um, I'm going to go... So on the record, I'll go Geelong and Melbourne to win. Okay. Better of the week? No. No? No, oh yeah, we're up to better of the week. Oh, yeah, okay. this is Kel's, Kel's wager. It's got to get us back up there because Scott has had right, just the history, was it? Five bets he's had. He's won one. At this point, I'd point out that out of the three, that I, in the one bet, Five the three that bets, I, I got two, so that's a 67% success rate. <laughs> yeah, it works like that. I'm sure it does. Did the book, bookie give us 60 cents? Five The bookie. They should have. Uh, yeah, I was looking at that. Yeah, during the week, I was looking at that. They got shares? We, we, I did. It used to have TAB shares until they got bought out. <laughs> and we got compulsory bought out. And yeah, how rich I'd be. <laughs> what, above and beyond where you are. <laughs> Moving right along, Kel. Yes. <laughs> So we're gonna we're gonna split this into twenty bets. Twenty bets. You got a pen? You got a pen, Axel? <laughs> we're having five five bucks on Dan Riali for the Norm Smith. for the Norm Smith to join his uncles Morris and Michael Long and his cousin Cyril. Well, he's paying eighty one dollars. Oh my so God! Stick him on. So um, five dollars on uh, Five bucks on the Tomahawk to kick five and win it. Been a while since four forwards won a long swim over the hall, if ever. And five bucks on. So he's paying fifteen dollars. And five bucks on the son of God. God. To light up one last time. Gary is at fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's it for the normal. Yeah. 
They're all safe bets, uh, really, aren't they? Safe? Back on the normie. <laughs> so that's $15. you got $35. Yeah, we're going to have $5. Oh, this, so this is on the Clive Churchill. Delete the bottom one, isn't it? Do you do it somehow that way? No. I'll work it out. We'll get back here with the odds. Yeah. <laughs> it's growing. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, guys, grand final weekend. May the uh, may you have happiness in watching the game tonight and tomorrow. And um, if I'm just put on record, if Cameron Smith uh, is doing a, a lap of honour, I won't be watching. Yeah. And many others won't be either. <laughs> Thanks again. Thanks, guys. Thanks. See you, guys. Thanks for listening to Three Grams in a Mic podcast. Don't forget to connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.